Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a dominant victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. The Tennessee Titans defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-3. They completely outclass Kansas City, led by an incredible defensive performance. The Tennessee Titans defense looking exactly like what we thought it could at the beginning of the season and doing it with an incredibly banged up secondary. So just a monster performance for the Titans as they move to 5-2 and two on the season. And are the Tennessee Titans the best team in the AFC? We are going to talk about that and a lot more on today's Victory Monday podcast. Number one, of course, going to start with my big picture takeaways from the game on offense and defense, how I think the Titans were able to win this game. Then we're going to zoom in our lens, talk about all of the fantastic individual performances in this game, and tighten up and tighten down. And of course, like I said, for our final segment, we're just going to talk about where the AFC is right now, where the Titans could sit within that hierarchy. And folks, spoiler alert, I think that they are at the very top. So a big time Monster Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, what a win for the Tennessee Titans to come out and beat the Buffalo Bills the way they did on Monday Night Football and follow that up with a dominant, crushing performance against the Kansas City Chiefs and winning 27-3. I mean, sitting at 5-2, and two, what the Titans have done in back-to-back weeks, it is hard not to consider them the best team in the AFC, if not at least one of the best teams in the AFC. And we are going to talk about what happened in the conference, where the Titans sit to cap today's show. But where we start is with the big picture takeaways. And before I get into those, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first listen ever to the Locked On Titans podcast, welcome in. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Check me out on social media as well, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Do a ton of film breakdowns and film analysis, a big part of what we talk about here on the show. You can't miss out. And Check out the show Facebook page as well at Locked on Titans Pod, and throw in some five-star reviews on Apple iTunes, if you don't mind. But with all that housekeeping out of the way, let's dive into this incredible win for the Tennessee Titans. From start to finish, finally, the offense got a hot start. This is the first time that the Titans have scored on their opening drive in eight straight games. They absolutely had to have it against this Chiefs team to put the pressure on them when they've had an up-and-down season. So on offense, just incredibly impressed with what they were able to do. The Titans were 8-for-12 on third down 
on offense. They were two for four in the red zone, two to two, two for two in goal to go scenarios. The Titans offense capitalized in all of the biggest moments and of course led by their biggest stars. AJ Brown had a huge day, his biggest day of the year, going over 130 yards on the day. What an incredible touchdown catch in the end zone, adjusting to the ball, making that baseball catch on the sideline, a freak show performance from A.J. Brown, and that's really set off the Tennessee Titans offense in back-to-back weeks. But we got to talk about Ryan Tannehill. Of course, he had that one mistake on the interception. We'll let that go, but overall, 21 for 27, 270 yards. He was on fire to start this game. Ryan Tannehill, a great performance, had the rushing touchdown, had the passing touchdown. Like I said, it's pretty crazy what the Titans offense has turned into over the last two weeks. We got Derrick Henry out there throwing touchdown passes. We got Ryan Tannehill running touchdown passes. I love the irony of that, but a creative game plan overall from Todd Downing. He's done a great job getting the Titans more efficient in the red zone, done a great job on third down, using more play action on first down, hitting those passes over the middle. Ryan Tannehill executing, having more time out there as well. I mean, the the Titans really protected Tannehill, had some pressure throughout the day, no, no doubt about that. But overall, I do believe the Titans only gave up one sack on the day while there was some pressure. So the Titans offensive line, even with all the injuries, the players going down throughout the game, Titans offensive line giving Ryan Tannehill more comfortability and that allows him to make the plays that we've seen from him the last two years. Derrick Henry didn't have the best day on the ground. He did have 29 carries for 86 yards, but had the the touching uh, the passing touchdown, was able to continually drive the Titans down the field in big spots when they needed it, even though the Chiefs were really loading up against the run, especially in the second half. The Titans didn't even need to score in the second half because The Tennessee Titans defense, like I said at the top of the show, dominant, monster performance in this game. Three turnovers on the day. Had the interception by Rashawn Evans. Had the two fumbles that they were able to get on the Chiefs. Had three fumbles that they forced. Luckily uh, for the Chiefs, they were able to recover one of those three. The Titans did get two of their own. So three turnovers on the day. The Titans were able to get sacks and constant pressure on Patrick Mahomes. The Titans had four sacks in this game, and you could tell Mahomes was feeling it. He was, you know, forcing it down the field, trying to make plays that just weren't there. The Titans were in his face, and at the end of the game, Mahomes was even knocked out of the game. He didn't have a concussion. Luckily, he wasn't hurt. You don't want to see any serious injuries, but the Titans were battering Patrick Mahomes all day to the point where the Chiefs just took him out of the game by the end because they did not want to sacrifice his long-term health. The Titans held the Chiefs' offense to 4 for 11 on third downs. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. And as for the red zone, the Titans held the Chiefs to 0 for 3. That is after a 2 for 5 red zone performance by the defense against the Bills. I talked all week about a similar game plan. The Chiefs are going to go up and down the field. They're going to get their yardage, but you cannot let them score in the red zone. And luckily, the Titans didn't have to worry about that in the first half. But in the second half, when they started going up and down the field a little bit, the Titans' red zone defense kicked in again. So just a phenomenal performance from the Titans all the way around. This is the most consistent game that they have played all year. The defense looked absolutely incredible, flying around, getting pressure, and the Titans have a banged up secondary right now. They're playing practice squad guys and guys that got off the scrap heap this week 
But it didn't matter. And this is why I say philosophically, you always build your defense through the pass rush. The Titans took the money out of the secondary in the offseason. They put it towards the pass rush. Danico Autry has been an absolute monster. A great free agent signing. Bud Dupree, uh, against what I thought was happening, Bud Dupree showed up in this game with a sack, a strip sack as well. I mean... Just a, just a really great performance by the Titans and exactly what we hope to see from this team coming into the year. And it has put them on track to be possibly the best team in the AFC after seven weeks. We're going to talk more about that at the end of the show where the Titans sit within the conference. Before we go into that, though, we do need to talk about the individual performances in this game. And I got to tell you guys, I don't have any Titan Downs. We are going to continue celebrating this dominant Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Before we get into that, though, do have to tell you guys about Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you there's a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Titans fans, let's continue this dominant victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. I want to again thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Titans podcast on every platform and always free. Subscribe wherever you stream. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you know when the content goes live. But we just talked about my big picture takeaways on offense and defense. Now, going to zoom in for everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up and Tighten Down. If you're watching on YouTube, put your Tighten Ups and your Tighten Downs in the comments. If you're on Twitter, tag me and let me know who you think should go where. But I got to tell you, no Tighten Ups for me or Tighten Downs for me in this game. I have nothing to criticize here. We saw some mistakes here and there from certain players like Ryan Tannehill, for instance, made that, that boo-boo with the interception. But none of it was enough to ruin the Titan downs in this, or the Titan ups in this game. Everybody, everybody gets one. So let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Tighten up for that defensive line. Danico Autry, two sacks, two tackles for loss. Jeffrey Simmons, two tackles, but constant pressure and constant attention on Jeffrey Simmons all day long. Bud Dupree had a sack, was eventful out there making plays, making me eat my words, and I am okay with that. Harold Landry had a sack, had a tackle for loss, was constantly putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes, forcing him in to other Tennessee Titans players on the D-line, going to the linebackers. David Long. I mean, what more do you want 
from David Long out there. Had eight tackles, two tackles for loss. Had the pass breakup that eventually turned into the Rashawn Evans interception. What an incredible performance from the young linebacker. And every time that you're ready to criticize a John Robinson draft pick, just think of guys like David Long picked in the sixth round who have shown up and become one of the most impactful players on the Titans defense. Rashawn Evans had another good game. That's two games in a row. And I know that we crushed Rashawn early, but he's responded with two very good performances out there. He had the interception. He had a fumble recovery, a nose for the football in the day to go along with four tackles. I thought Rashawn played excellent football. Dane Crookshank as well, eight tackles. He played some great man coverage on Travis Kelsey, a matchup to watch for me in my game preview on Friday. And man, Dane Crookshank really delivered. Amani Hooker got injured. Uh, during practice this week, I think it was Friday's practice, a groin injury was out of the game and, a, and kind of a surprise. Chris Jackson in the defensive backfield as a cornerback also out of this game. So the Titans lose two players in their secondary and an already incredibly injured secondary before the game. And Dane Crookshank stepped up in a big moment, played his matchup. Speaking of that, Matthias Farley at safety, the backup safety. He got a ton of run in this game, especially in the second half. He forced a fumble. He had a fumble recovery, three turnovers. I mean, a great job. From Matthias Farley, a guy who I was high on going into Titans training camp. I thought he could really carve out a role on this defense. And although he's been a backup all year, I thought he's done a, a fantastic job in this game. Greg Mabin just pulled off the scrap heap for the Titans. Was out there getting some starting cornerback looks. He had three tackles. I thought he played great coverage throughout the day. The Titans gave up basically no big plays in this game, and that's exactly what they had to do. No explosives, make the Chiefs earn it, and they're going to make mistakes, and that's exactly what they did. You got to give the credit to the secondary, Elijah Golden Molden, baby. Baby Logan Ryan, baby Honey Badger, whatever you want to call him, eight tackles, flying all over the place from the slot, playing good coverage. I mean, I'm just incredibly impressed with Elijah Molden. Imagine how good Elijah Molden is going to be in his second year in the NFL. It's absolutely incredible. Chris Jones got out there at cornerback and, and got some run with the elevation from practice squad. Ola Danny came in late in the game and got some pressure on Mahomes. Now we got to talk about special teams. Brett Kern got like a crazy rousing uh, uh, ovation from the crowd when he stepped on. That was awesome coming back from injury, coming back from the COVID list as well. Brett Kern, his two punts were both into the uh, into the inside 20 Mark, I mean, he downed them both within the five-yard line, I believe. Both of his punts, absolutely fantastic stuff from Brett Kern. And then you look at Randy Bullock. Two for two on his field goals, three for three on his extra points. Bullock is bulletproof, baby. Bullock has been absolutely phenomenal for the Titans, and he was injured during the week based on that hit that he, man, he took that holding call like a champ at the end of the Bills game, though, when they ran back that kickoff. Thank you so much, Randy Bullock. Man, he has just been money. All year. Again, Bullock is bulletproof. Uh, moving to the offense. I'm not done with the Titan Ups, baby. We are not done with the Titan Ups. Moving to the offense. Ryan Tannehill, again, the interception was bad. But outside of that, 21 for 27, 270, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. The Titans came out throwing early. And Tannehill was money and on fire, finding guys 
converting drives, converting third downs, converting in the red zone. Great stuff. And speaking of converting in the red zone, Derrick Henry, I would like to see him get a little bit less than 29 carries. I don't know why the Titans were running him into the Chiefs, blitzing 10 guys in the second half over and over. Let Darrington Evans do that. Let Blossom game do that. I don't give a damn. Just don't make Derrick Henry get those extra carries and those extra hits. I think Henry was mad about it at the end of the game himself. But he still went for 86 yards, no touchdowns. He had two catches, 16 yards, continues to be a really good pass catcher, converted on a running back screen, a pass touchdown, of course, on the jump pass, the, the Tim Tebow to Michael Pruitt. Speaking of that, Pruitt, good job catching that touchdown pass there. He also had a honey hole catch in the middle of cover two on an important conversion for the Titans, two catches for 20 yards. Julio Jones, two catches, 38 yards. Uh, I do believe both his catches were for first down. So Julio just making plays when it counts, getting his rest, saving him for the end of the season. A.J. Brown, eight catches, 133 yards, a touchdown, and just phenomenal catches all day long. That touchdown catch on the sideline in the end zone, ooh, turning back around and catching that, getting the feed in, incredible. And he caught that one pass early in the game down the sideline. I got to admit, I took some heat. I didn't think it was a catch. I really didn't think it was a catch, and I'm wrong, and I was happy to be wrong. Just a superstar performance from A.J. Brown. He's been incredible the last two weeks and just opened up everything that the Titans could do on offense. Finally, a good game for my boy Jeff Swaim. It's time to play the Swaim. He had a one catch for eight yards, but I thought he blocked very well in this game, and I can't wait to watch the tape and see exactly how that went. I thought Swaim did a good job blocking in this game. Uh, Josh Reynolds showed up finally. Probably his best game as a Titan. Three catches for 23 yards. And I, I would say he had, uh, I, I believe, against the Jets. He had a pretty good game, but caught a good wide receiver screen, converted it into a first down. Darrington Evans out there was uh, two catches for 11 yards. One of his catches was a convert for a first down. Uh, two carries for seven yards. Would have liked to see about five or six carries for Evans, but maybe they're worried about his health long term. And I thought he was uh, okay in kickoff return. Just nice to have somebody back there who you don't have to worry about. So a good job from Darrington Evans in his return. I do got to give credit to Shane Bowen. What an incredible defensive game plan. Uh, the pass rush, getting guys going. I can't wait to take a look at that. I'm probably going to highlight that in my film study article this week, taking a look at the Titans' defensive line and what they were able to do. Uh, Todd Downing really starting to get his bearings, play action on first down, putting plays together that look like each other, uh, calling good plays in the red zone. I'm just really impressed with what Todd Downing's been able to do. The creativity as well. Had a had a running play to Marcus Johnson on a reverse. The Derrick Henry throw in the red zone. Using A.J. Brown on motion at the snap and shotgun. I'm just really impressed with the creativity from Todd Downing. So a big shout out to both the coordinators in this game. Just a dominant performance for the Titans. We're going to continue to revel in this victory, as we do it within the, the big picture conversation about going forward throughout the rest of the year, the Titans come out 2-0 and in the most difficult four-game stretch they're going to have on their calendar. What an incredible, incredible turn of events for the Titans after that loss to the Jets and the Cardinals early in the year. Let's continue to revel in this victory. Before we get into that, though, do have to tell you guys about an amazing app called Get Upside. It's free, and if you buy gas, you have to know about it. Get Upside. Right now, my listeners are making up the 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. You just download the free Get Upside app. It's in the App Store or on Google Play right now, and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up. You'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon 
on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using Upside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 every month in cash back. And here's the thing. There's no catch. The cash back goes right to your account, and then you can cash out at any time using your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card like for Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Also, have to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars ever from our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar has a ton of different flavors for you to choose from. They have something for everyone. The bars have a ton of different flavors, a ton of different textures. My personal favorite is the cookie dough chunk that they just recently put out. Really good flavor. There's a good texture at the top with some crunch pieces. It's absolutely delicious. The salted caramel as well. Pop that baby in the microwave. For about 30 seconds, get it nice and gooey and warm. It's like a dessert, but it's not just about the taste. The bars are healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. So great as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. This month, Built Bar is coming out with even more flavors, like three or four different limited time flavors they're going to have. So make sure that you check out the website often so you don't miss out. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 when you order and you're going to get 15% off. Once again, that's 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Titans fans, let's cap off this dominant victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast following a 27-3 victory for the Titans over the Kansas City Chiefs at home in Week 7. Before we revel in this victory even more after talking the big picture takeaways on offense and defense, talking the individual performances, before we revel a little bit more, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. And as for that second listen, make sure that you guys check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They give you a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news. And I know like you guys, after the Titans have a big victory like this. I like to take in some of the national opinions just to take the temperature and see exactly what they're thinking about the Tennessee Titans. Now, I know how I think about the Tennessee Titans. I think that they are the best team in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills were everybody's darling going into that Monday night football game. The Kansas City Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl the last two years in a row, and myself including was still thinking that they have a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. The Tennessee Titans did not care, and they shredded through both of the AFC's darlings. So where does that leave the Titans? Well, the Titans are at 5-2 and two right now, and I would say at this time, our expectations for what the Titans are able to accomplish on defense have changed. With the depth that they have displayed in the defensive backfield, with the talent and the monsters that they are showing up front, I just think the expectation has changed again. Coming off that Jets loss, everybody kind of, huh, is this team really who we think they are? But after these two performances, yes. Yes, they are. And for those who weren't worried, congratulations. I, I admire your spirit to not waver in those moments. 
to those of us who were concerned about the Titans. It's okay to love again. It's okay. It's okay to get excited. This is the team that we expected. A week ago or so, I did, yeah, it was last Friday before the Monday night game. I did my opening segment. I said, can the Tennessee Titans, this team, still win the Super Bowl? And I said yes, because I think this offensive line can improve. I think the defense can get healthy. The Titans are one of the most injured teams in the NFL. They have given up 20 sacks, 21 sacks now, on the year. They did not play well at the beginning of the year, and they still sit at 5-2. and two. In my opinion, atop the AFC. Going to have to look at conference record and all that to know exactly where the Titans are in terms of their ranking within the conference. But I know that the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens. That happened at 1 o'clock. I know that the Titans just beat Buffalo. I know that San Diego looked absolutely... San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers, looked absolutely awful in their last game. So the Titans right now have a conference record of 4-1. and one. The Bills are 3-2, and two, so that's uh, over them. The Chargers are 3-1 and one in the conference, but they're 4-2. and two. They haven't played the games that the Titans have because they have their bye. The Bengals are 3-0 and oh in the conference at 5-2, and two, and then Baltimore is 4-1. and one. So right now, by record, by the standings, Cincinnati sits atop of the AFC. That is pretty crazy, but outside of them, it would be the Titans. It would be the Tennessee Titans leading the AFC South. So right now the Titans are second in the AFC South, but is Cincinnati going to be able to hold up in that division against the Browns and the Ravens and the Steelers? I don't know. I would take the Titans over the Bengals today, even though the Bengals did beat the Titans the last time they played. Got to give them that credit. So that would be a great matchup. Maybe we'll see it in the playoffs. The Bengals aren't on the schedule, so who knows? But by my count, the Titans just beat the Bills. The Titans just beat the Chiefs. I think the Titans are the best team in the AFC. Now, outside of that, we do got to talk about the division a little bit. Jacksonville was on a bye. Uh, The Texans are playing right now as I'm recording, but they're playing the Cardinals. The Texans are losing that game. That's why all our eyes turn to Sunday night football as the Indianapolis Colts play the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think San Francisco should win. They are at home. But Indy's a tough team, and they played really good football last week, even though it was against the Texans. If Indy loses that game, though, and goes to 2-5, and the Titans go into Indianapolis next week with a chance to sweep them. And if Indy does lose this game and goes to 2-5, and and the Titans put them at 2-6 and and have beaten them twice, the division is over. The division is over. The Titans would go to 6-2, and to Indy's 2-6, and I mean, the division would be over at that point in time. And I'm going to be in the building. Can't wait for that, Titans fans. But either way, the Titans have a chance now with these two. I mean, think we talked about this stretch of four games. Buffalo, Monday Night Football, Chiefs at home, Colts on the road, Rams, Sunday Night Football in Los Angeles. I was saying if the Titans could go 1-3 and three in this stretch, it would be a win. They're 2-0. They're 2 you know, I mean, let's go! Just an incredible, incredible game. 
So excited for what the Titans can be going forward. They're going to get healthier, hopefully, at the end of the year. Need some pieces back. Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker, Chris Jackson, Taylor Lewan now. Kendall Lamb got hurt in this game. Roger Saffold didn't finish the game, but I think that was for precautionary reasons. Nate Davis got a little banged up. Ben Jones got a little banged up. Titans got a long way to go before their bye week, but if they can get healthy by the end of the year with what we've seen from them at the beginning of the year, we are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. I think that works better. Either way, whew, man, emotionally spent after that one. What an incredible game. The Titans beat the Chiefs 27-3. That's going to do it for me today, folks. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow. Going to have some of my initial reactions. Of course, we always go over some analytics, some player grades, some stats that came out. I'm going to think about some power rankings as well. Just a, a, a lot to discuss this week. Wednesday will be Rewatch Wednesday, going over schematically what I saw from the Titans. Thursday, another crossover Thursday with Evan Sidery from the Colts. Can't wait for that conversation. And then Friday, we'll be right back here for a game preview football Friday. What an incredible season the Tennessee Titans are having. The number one team in the AFC, at least in my book. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always... I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.